Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. We are here on a Friday morning. Who'd have thought it? Something completely new, completely different. This has thrown my week off completely, just to be honest. Like, I'm not used yeah. to this at all. Yeah. Oh, hey, CV, thank you so much for showing up. CV in the chat saying that's a great intro video. Thank you so much. That literally was something thrown together from whatever streams we had at the time <laughs> um, to make a countdown video. But we are here for a very special episode of the podcast today because our guest is a very hard man to get to track down and get a hold of at a specific time between how busy he is, how hard working he is, and the fact of he is eight hours ahead of us. <laughs> Just a little bit of time. So we have an amazing guest today. And if I mispronounce your name, please let me know. But we've got Ahmed Alamin um, on the show with us today, the creator of a brand new indie comic called The Epics of Enkidu. Um, an amazing story which I got the opportunity to review for the Infinity Bros. If you want to check that out, you can head over to their Daily Snap to look at my review of it there. Um, but we will be jumping into an amazing conversation with him today, talking about the epics of Enkidu and his inspiration behind it, as well as raising autism awareness through it. But Ahmed, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you yeah, for being thanks, with man. us this morning. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you for having me. And I'm so sorry I got you sitting early in the morning. <laughs> for oh. me, but I apologize, but the time difference is, you know. <laughs> it is fine. I've got my coffee right here. I'm all good. I'll, yeah, we're good. We'll make I really it. I wish the earth was flat. You know, sometimes it's... I really wish the earth was flat so, so we can all have the same time zone. <laughs> and make it. It's not flat? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Spoil that for you. But on the show for five minutes and you've already broke Nitro's heart, it's like <laughs> shattered his world. Oh, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for being here today. This is an absolute honor. Um, it's an honor of mine. So yeah, before we jump into the comic itself, um, it'd be great if you could tell people just um, a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you are, um, your kind of background, so we know like where you're coming from in writing this new comic. Well, uh, my name is Ahmed Anamin. You you actually pronounced my name right, and you're actually the first to pronounce my name right. Oh, uh, awesome! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually originally from from Iraq. Uh, from the city of Nazaria, where the story, the oldest story found in human history, the Epic of Gilgamesh, actually took place. You know, it's oh, cool. Yeah, and um, I, I actually lived most of my life in Kuwait. We, we you know, my, my family, they, they just stayed in Kuwait, which is, you know, a couple of hours drive from Iraq. Um, and, uh, you know, most of my life, I've been really into books and reading, and I, I, I love you know, going into different worlds because honestly, I had a very boring childhood. And uh, I remember in, in college, as the first time I was interested in, re in writing, and I met a group of uh, indie filmmakers. Actually, they were trying to make a, a some kind of a movie uh, taking place in a, in a student hostel, and uh, it was a fun project. And I gave them some of my ideas, and they were really interested. Interested, and I was like, hey, maybe, maybe I should write something. Awesome. And uh, yeah, then that's how I started to create stories. Because I bounced from many countries studying at the same time while writing. I lived in Kuwait, I lived in Emirates, I lived in Egypt. And just a couple of years ago, I was living in China where I met my wife. And uh, where I actually came up with the idea of the epics of Enkidu while I was in China. Awesome. So yeah. yeah. 
Uh, also, my Chinese name is Hamida. 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 Yeah. It has no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> they just use some letters where they so they can write your name, you know. So they just choose any sound that's similar to your name, and that's, that's it. hilarious. Hamida. Hamida. That is amazing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's like ah, oh, that sounds close enough. That'll work, you know. <laughs> so like, just get it. So yeah, it sounds like you were very much into the sort of creative process and stuff from fairly young age. You know, it's like you were a big book reader. You got into, you know, working with this group and doing kind of films and stuff. And so where did your journey take you from there then? Because obviously that's a very different path to all of a sudden doing, deciding to write a comic book. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, um, well, it's, it's, I, I wasn't, you know, very interested in comic. Um, in 2014, I wanted to do some motion comic, uh, which is on my, my YouTube channel at the moment. The YouTube channel is called Off Underscore Epics or Off Epics. Uh, anyhow, uh, at the time, I was trying to find someone who, who's interested in drawing for me. I wrote the story and everything. Um, and at the time, no one wanted to work for free, and I wasn't, you know, I was a student at the time. I was, I didn't have a lot of cash, and uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm gonna do it myself. So I started to teach myself how to draw, and it's really difficult, you know. YouTube tutorials are, you know, I'm really sorry to say that, but are really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, you start with a couple of lines, and suddenly you have a masterpiece in front of you, and you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. That's how that's how I just started to draw to learn how to draw and uh, yeah it was it was difficult but eventually I, I mastered it and uh, that's how I learned how to draw you know within a couple of years but uh, when did I want to do this comic the epics of Enkidu uh, it was because of my dear nephew you know he's um, um, he was the one who inspired me actually um, he he happens to be an, an awesome autistic kid and. Um, and, and and we have a very special connection, you know. And he, he looks exactly how I looked when I was a kid. We we look at the same. We're like twins, wow. you know. If you yeah. show him a picture of me when I was a kid, he's gonna think it's him, you know. So <laughs> yeah, he keeps saying that's me, you know. So anyhow, um, I, I was always impressed how he never loses his balance, you know. Like uh, most kids, you know, when he's growing up, like when he's about to fall, he just balances himself very quickly, and I like that. And I always think, wow, maybe he thinks so fast and, you know, it makes him, you know, it was like, you know, just brainstorming at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that he thinks so fast, the world around is too slow. That's why he's interacting differently. I was just, just you know, just trying to figure him out, you know. And um, because I really love him, I want to do something for him, you know, to do the comic. Uh, but the idea didn't come until later on, actually. Um, when I was. You know, revisiting the Epic of Gilgamesh. When I was reading the Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, you know, the, for the people who doesn't know that that story, the Epic of Gilgamesh is the what it's what the National Geographic History uh, Geographic History magazine call the world's first action heroes, hmm. uh, where you have two guys, Gilgamesh and uh, Enkidu. So while I was reading the, that story, first of all, I felt Enkidu was more hero- heroic. You know, because in our, our in our perspective, you know, like uh, Gilgamesh was a tyrant king. He did a lot of bad things. You know, he killed needlessly. Even his heroic adventures are meaningless. But Enkidu kept 
Gilgamesh in check. He's the guy who changed him from a bad guy to a good guy. And I loved how they described him in, in the in the uh, epic. You know, they describe him as uh, someone who's different from society, who's mm. an outcast. And it just suddenly clicked, you know, when I when I when I just read about him, wow, you know, he could be autistic, you know, like <laughs> like that. And and you know, I decided to do a different create the epic epics of Enkidu, uh, which features a hero with, with autism. And it mm. sounds cool when you say it's a sequel to the older story found in human history. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great it's a great pitching point for it's the a great tagline. comic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, that's how I started, you know, that's how I delved in into the comic world. Awesome. Yeah, because, like, that is the intriguing thing about it, like, because um, coming from my perspective on it, like, I, I'd never heard of the book. I didn't, you know, see it promoted. I didn't see the Indiegogo or anything like that, which, you know, obviously was a massive success because, obviously, the book was made, so you were obviously oh, got yeah. a success with it. Um, I literally didn't hear about it until Isaac from the Infinity Bros reached out to me and asked me if I'd like to write the review on it. Um, because obviously it's talking about a character who's got autism, which is something very close to my heart. My oldest son, as most of our viewers know, is autistic. He was diagnosed two years ago. Um, so it was something I was very intrigued to check out because, you know, disabilities if you want to say in that way are things that are not often covered in comics still mm. you know one of the ones i herald is that is still people like daredevil and marvel and things like that are are very few like characters who represent these people in society so i was very intrigued by it um, and i had to do a little bit of research on it because like even like enkidu i didn't know the the character name like i've heard of um, the story of gilgamesh you know and different parts but I, like, I didn't know the character of Enkidu and it wasn't until I started doing a bit of research it, and then like kind of went back and read the comic with that research that I'm like oh, okay this is all starting to kind of fit into place now and that's where I had to write the review from was like learning little aspects that I didn't know Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like you know wherever it's promoted it's, it goes into some of this detail and who he is and you know where Enkidu is coming from and but I got none of that going in. But that stuff is so important for the telling of the story, and I find it really intriguing that you married the, these two things together. You took, you know, the epics of Gilgamesh and married that into autism because Enkidu is a very interesting character to do that with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like he, like you said, he's represented as an outcast of society. He doesn't fit within societal norms, which is almost like a perfect explanation of somebody with autism. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it clicked to me. And by the way, you just gave me another reason, uh, which I forgot to mention why I did this. Uh, because not so many people know about our Meso Mesopotamian history, you know, and about mm. Mesopotamian myths. So it's just another way to, you know, for me to spread awareness about also our, our history and culture, you know, which, uh, which is very rich. You know, writing actually came from Mesopotamia and... Uh, if you, if you read all these books about uh, the myth of creations and um, how they actually the, the reason why they found the epic of Gilgamesh because uh, there's a guy called Smith John Smith in in, uh, in, uh, in, in British in the British Museum in, in 19 mid 19th something I forgot the date but he found an, a script describing the flood that's similar to the great flood and he thought it's like an 
you know, an accurate historic reading, an old 2000 year old historic uh, writing about the Great Flood, you know, so it's, uh, there are so many actually stories that came from Mesopotamia uh, that actually influenced by uh, a lot of things and events that happened. Yeah. So that's why I really wish to spread that thing. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's the amazing thing because, like you said, like I've heard of Gilgamesh. Like I I know the name. If you say the name Gilgamesh, I'm aware of it. I'm, yeah, I'm aware of this story from you know Mesopotamian history, but like I couldn't have told you what the story was. Yeah, and it's weird to think about because like you think of like all these ancient cultures and ancient stories, like you know stories from like you know ancient Greece and ancient Rome, or like you know about like Hercules and stuff and different things and you know is you go into all these different cultures and it's like there's so many amazing stories but yet mesopotamia has got this amazing history to it that we really don't know that it isn't talked about as much but there's not really a reason not to yeah yeah definitely and it's actually it's very rich you know it's not like uh, there are not there are few information about no i mean if you really look for look look at it they have a lot of things a lot of stories a lot of epics a lot of poems the oldest uh, written uh, uh you know written text found was actually a poem written by a woman uh from from sumerian who's actually probably was a black woman actually so this is like the the oldest thing found you know there are lots of things and that's why i'm surprised not so many people know about it and that's why i want to push this comic to tell people yeah see we have something different I wanted people to know something different from Iraq other than the negativity you you know you hear in the media. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. because yeah, I feel like yeah, like especially from where you know you are, like even the comic itself is set in Iraq. You know, it's like it's set in that area, and and, and like you said, yeah, there is so much negativity around that area now. It's it's almost held up as this area of like as soon as you say Iraq, it's like people Iraq, Iran, anything around that area, like people start to you know their hackles go up and they start to get very negative yeah. viewpoints actually I, I've, I've experienced that you know i experienced mm. that like I, I remember when i was traveling in china and there was a group of kids and they asked me they were from america you know and they asked me where are you from and i was like from iraq and they were like surprised oh my god it's an iraqi guy <laughs> yeah yeah because because everyone thinks iraq everyone thinks of you know the war in iraq and everyone especially yeah. here like living in yeah. the states everyone thinks about the war in iraq and you know, it's like it's all tied in of like what happened with the war there and with nine eleven and all this stuff is all like tied in together and it's all like molded together, even though half of that had nothing to do with Iraq. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> But it's like it's all tied together in this negativity. It's it's almost kinda like even still today, like you mentioned Germany and one of the first things you still think of is World War Two and the Nazis. You know, it's just there's just like negativity around it. It's like, but it's so undeserved, especially in today. It's like, you know, like you said, there's so much great history and great culture there as well. And it's really awesome to see that you brought that forward into the epics of Enkidu and to tell this story. Yeah, like Cross, like Cross said, like I've heard of Gilgamesh and I've heard that epics of Gil Gilgamesh before, but I've never read them. And like after reading this, it made me like super interested in like getting a copy of that maybe reading through it mm. yeah definitely you should you should it, it has a lot of actually the the hero's journey is really well played out in the epic of gilgamesh they even teach that in, in a lot of universities mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, they along with the Odyssey and the Homeric uh, epics, uh, they just put together. Yeah, so it's definitely. I really recommend to anyone who's hearing this. I really recommend reading the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, it's really an interesting. Piece. So, using that culture to transfer it into the comic, then what made you think of? What was the kind of selling point of I'm going to write, you know, a sequel to Gilgamesh? I'm going to take this character of Enkidu and, you know, because like telling a story about autism awareness and telling a comic, especially for, you know, your nephew, it's like there's so many different routes you could have gone. Yeah. You know, especially in today's age where like superheroes are such the major thing in themselves, like you could have gone full blown like superhero story or all this. What made you decide to go? Enkidu and to tap into this history because that's a massive amount of history around Gilgamesh and Enkidu to try and wrap in. Oh, well, definitely. Um, there are so many reasons, actually. I mean, Gilgamesh and Enkidu are, are really, actually, if you read the stories, they uh, look like superheroes. But the reason why I really wanted this epic, uh, you know, because I really wanted a lot of materials to write about, and the oldest version of the epic of Gilgamesh was was dated to 2500 BC. Mm, so wow, I have around wow. more than 2000 yeah, so I have more than 4000 of and 500 years of history to manipulate. Yeah. You know, so many materials I can use to write the story. You know, I can write because I'm, I'm also including different cultures and different historical different myths in the in the epic of of uh, in epics of Enkidu, not necessarily from Mesopotamia, but a little similar to the Mesopotamian uh, story. You know, so that's why I I, I tapped. I used this setting, this uh, epic, uh, not just because of the story of the epic, but because of also the age, how how old this epic is. You know, I can you know like connect the story with the Cold War, with other things. Mm. You know, yeah, that's a good a point. Be, yeah, with the French Revolution or whatever like that. Yeah. So yeah, so so that's that's why I wanted to. Do do and you know whenever you check uh, any historical myths or something like that you can always find something and oh, I can use that in the story you know it's similar to Assassin's Creed <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly you can you can use anything because you have history as your background you can use anything you want you, know? you can so plug and play like, man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you can plug and play so I can just uh, you know just write a couple of notes and just you know check a couple of historical myths or whatever and just write yeah that's awesome like i never even thought about that perspective yeah, like yeah you've got yeah. like you know over four thousand years of history between you know the epic of gilgamesh and the epics of enkidu and it's like you can basically tap into anything in that that you want or need to there's this whole massive world and time to play with and that's that's kind of amazing to think about actually yeah definitely and the history channel too helps a lot <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can believe it. Ancient aliens. <laughs> yes. I'm all about some aliens, man. There we go. Ali aliens for the future of Enkidu confirmed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Actually, something I don't want. It's going to be revealed in the third issue. Right now, we're finishing up with the second issue. So it's not. You're going to find out soon. Hopefully. Yeah, so. Let's jump over to actually going into the comic a little bit more itself now. Um, before we do that, I just want to kind of shout out to the chat because chat has been going kind of crazy on the site here for people popping in. So thank you for everyone that's popped in, for uh, humour coming in with the lurk and 
and I also a subscription to the channel from um, Savvy in a Storm. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Welcome to um, part of the Stan Clan of the Comic Clan. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that, and um, we appreciate that sub. And yeah, for anyone who missed us saying it out on social media, yep, this is a special episode of the podcast. Um, because trying to get Ahmed on at a certain time was <laughs> very difficult to do. Thank so, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you are fine. It's no, well, as well worth it for the conversation. It's well worth it to get to talk about this, and this was the time that worked best. So here we are. We're here on a we special day. So you get an extra episode of Comics in the Cross this week because we're still doing our Sunday <laughs> show. So, um, so yeah, to delve into the comic itself, then. So, um, try to think of the right way to word this. And so, what was the process and the creation of the comic then? Because you had the background of you wanted to, you wanted to make it kind of a sequel to Gilgamesh, make the epics of Enkidu and follow Enkidu himself, who you'd already said is you felt was more of the heroic character to mm-hmm. kind of follow. Um, and then you're also trying to tie in this world of autism. Um, so how did the creation process of the actual comic itself go from there? Like, how did you tie these together? And then even just the laying out of that first issue, which we both got an amazing look at and got to check out. Um, how was your process in designing the layout for this and where this story was going? Obviously, we don't see a massive amount of the story in the first issue because it's mm-hmm. a first issue and it is the it's introduction to the world. It's like a teaser. Setting the mood, you know, just telling yeah. who, who I'm showing it just a little bit of his power, and then little by little we'll move on. So yeah, um, the thing is, uh, I'm gonna reveal something actually. You know, the epics of Enkidu, uh, I was intending to reveal the uh, the actual title after the first arc finish. You know, it was actually a different title. I was uh, gonna give it a a different name, like a demon or genie or something like that. And at the end of the arc, I revealed that he is Enkidu, you know? But then oh, I realized okay. not, like you just said, not so many people know who's Enkidu, you know? So if I yeah. reveal Enkidu, people will say, so? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just started, uh, I remember I did some sketches by myself to try the story, and I put it on um, uh, this free webcomic site called The Duck, uh, The Drunk Duck or something like that, or The Duck Webcomic, yeah? Um, and you know just to fill it out and after that i just decided to do it actually and i thought you know what i'm gonna make it the epics of enkidu so more people will be interested in it yeah. um you know especially asheriologists and his his you know people who are into history uh so how i actually did the comic you know like i started the creative process is by looking for an artist uh i found mm-hmm. one who helped me for the indiegogo campaign he's the inker and, and i do the uh, primary sketches and send it to him to explain the scene the panels and everything and i do the column i'm also the colorist in the comic and, and the letter up to be honest <laughs> okay so I, I didn't realize that you were actually the artist on it as well because yeah, yeah. like i thought because yeah, yeah. on the comic i thought it was like you were the writer you had your artist and then you were the color so you actually done the initial sketches and stuff as well you sent yeah, it to I be inked and then okay yeah. wow so you've you've really put in everything to the epics of enkidu you've literally went all in on this i really i won't say i mean i really i want to say that i really dug the color scheme in the comic uh especially when you're going into kind of enkidu's point of view of, of how he sees things 
like specifically oh, yeah. near the train where he's 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 seeing things kind of move in slow motion it, it, like it, it painted it in that in that picture that you could kind of visualize it was really cool i'm really happy that you said in slow motion you know i yeah. really wanted to feel like everything is suddenly happening in slow motion and i really tried so many things and eventually ended with this it really I'm worked really it really came yeah. through yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you said that that looks that really give the slow motion a, you know look um yeah the coloring thing is i took some time to you know to realize what which uh, what works best and mm -hmm. um Actually, after the Undigo campaign, uh, my artist, you know, kind of quit. But I have some other guy who did a variant cover for me, and this guy he showed a lot of passion for the project. He really loves uh, the Mesopotamian history and that the superhero has autism. Uh, my artist Moisa Muniz, uh, who is the pencil and inker in the comic. So we do it this way, you know, we. I send him the preliminary sketches. He has a lot of experience, uh, so sometimes he suggests alternate, al you know, alterations to the panels or whatever. If it works, because you know I have a story to tell. If it works, it's fine. But I, I usually let him has his way. If it works mm -hmm. for the story, if it doesn't, we don't. And he sends it back to me, and I color it, and and then I just stitch everything else, with, you know, everything with each other. And yeah, this is our creative process. This is how we do we work with. Uh, so I have a question, Ahmed, and this might be getting into spoiler territory for 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 future issues. So if it is, <laughs> please cut me off. Feel free to cut me off. But for those of you who haven't read the epics of Gilgamesh, like I, I know I know the gist of it. Like I know like the very very high level gist of the story. And spoiler warning for that story if you haven't read a four thousand year old text yet, like me. <laughs> Um, but Enkidu basically gets killed by the gods for killing a bull, like a sacred like bull, right? Am I am I getting that right? Uh, no, I say it gets some kind of a curse of the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, curse. Okay. So I was gonna he actually, ask. He actually beats up the bull. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, I was I was close. I was close. Um, there, there was a bull involved. <laughs> there's a bull. I know there's a bull. Cosmic bull. Okay, cool. Um, so do you like? I'm assuming yeah. you explain during throughout the story like how he came to be where he is right now. Like, yeah. I guess sort of. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I can I can tell it if you want because it's it's not the it's not the main thing you know in the story. And actually tell it's I think you can read it in the. Um, uh, in the synopsis, in, uh, if you go to the Kindle or the Comic House, or I'm not sure if it's on Comicology yet, but uh, you can read that how he came there. But uh, I can say, um, you know, in in the Epic of Gilgamesh, actually, um, there are two scenarios where he either die or he just goes to to the underworld. Either way, he goes to the underworld. He dies and goes to the underworld, or he tries to fetch something to for Gilgamesh in the underworld, and and you know he doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah. the story. How did I bring him back? Is uh, because of something else, you know? Okay. Yeah, because uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask yeah. about it because it's. I think I read it in one of the the promos. It was saying that like Enkidu returns from the underworld, but like he's, yeah. he's basically exactly. lost his memory. He doesn't know he is Enkidu uh, in that okay. initial point. Everyone, that's a th that's a good thing, by the way. No one, everyone knows who he is when they find him out, but he doesn't know who he is, and it's very difficult to get through him because he's autistic. 
so that's another challenge in the story I played, you know, in like trying to tell someone who he is, and then he has to figure it out himself with different languages and everything. It, it'll reveal itself soon, but anyhow, gotcha. uh, about the underworlds, I mean, um, what are underworlds, you know? Um, in, in our music time, in, you know, histories and everything, there is something called the Asu, uh, which is in, in our logic is a doctor. You know, and he always comes with a guy called Ashibo. This is a real thing, you know, in, in Mesopotamia they have some kind of a medical people. He comes with a guy called Ashibo, it's a witch doctor. Okay. You know? And they there's a text uh, explaining to kids to not go to dirty places because they have small demons that can go inside your skin and makes you ill and like that. So in hmm. our logic, small demons are microbes, you know. That's hmm. that's what they but they didn't have a name for that, they go to your hmm. skin and whatnot. Okay. So, what I'm trying to say, what used to be magic or, or you know, gibberish or myth, it's today's science. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, what are underworlds? Could it be some kind of a out of time dimension that uh, oh. anyone who goes there, I can't, it's that is so messed up that a human mind cannot uh, fathom. But if you have a special mind, you know, like Enkidu, maybe you can find your way out. So. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. Okay, that's. Yeah, I try to think of a, a comment back to say back there. Like that kind of blew my mind. That like, whoa, that's yeah. a really amazing way to think about it. Like, I've that's a really cool perspective to take on. Like a, a kind of underworld. Like, yeah, that's really blown me away. That like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a really cool <laughs> idea. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, actually, it's a, and it's gonna be revealed more in detail in, uh, in the in the third uh, issue. I'm not spoiling anything. These these things are not very well explained, like I just explained, but it's actually in the synopsis. But uh, in the third issue, you can understand what is the setting of the story, what is happening actually. So, and hopefully, I'll, I'll blue that's left with you of your mind. <laughs> I, I'm definitely excited to check these other issues out. Um, oh, for anyone in chat that's um, listening into the podcast and isn't necessarily watching at the minute. Um, I've dropped some links as well for issue one is available. Um, we've got it on Comixology, on Amazon Kindle and Comic Cause. And there are links in the chat. You can go and click on those and pick it up for yourself. Um, I think it's only for a few dollars. It's not that expensive. It's just issue one. And it's a chance for you to jump into the epics of um, Enkidu as well. Um, like I said, the first issue is very much an introduction, but definitely go check that out. So. And if you if you find the epic of Gilgamesh, just buy that too. So can... <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're running around on Kindle and you find it, the epics of Gilgamesh, grab that, and it's a prequel to this as well. There you go. You get there. You go. You've got the prequel and the issue one. Japanese animation called Gilgamesh or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you can check that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> why not? You know. Hey, why not? Let's, Let's just pick what the Japanese did with our epic. <laughs> That would be really interesting, actually. I'm not gonna lie. What looking it up now? What a Japanese like studio did with Gilgamesh? That'd be really interesting. But yeah, it's like it's, it honestly sounds like an amazing story, and obviously, like we're getting bits and pieces of it from you, and I don't want to delve too deep into the upcoming story itself because I don't want to jump any spoilers or anything. We want people to you know pick it up for itself, but um. One thing I did want to ask, like, so the epics of Enkidu, are, is this planned to be like an ongoing series, or do you have like a set 
like amount of issues like if by issue like 12 or something i'm done and that's that's going to be the epics of enkidu that's going to be the whole story or are you just going to write and go for as long as it can go well here's the thing um i already have a beginning and, and i already read that and i already have an ending i wrote the ending i know how everything will end mm. but uh, like i mentioned before i have more than four thousand years of history between this so I can write as many arcs and issues I want with many spin-offs and side stories. Yeah. I haven't yeah, I haven't decided how many arcs I'm gonna write in with. I already planned the first three arcs. Okay. Uh, but how long I mean I, I, I haven't you know, decided specifically how long it will take. It's gonna be an ongoing series, definitely. I'm gonna add some spin offs for a couple of characters. Um but uh, I cannot answer this question now because it's, it's really difficult. When you have a yeah. lot of inspiration around you, you cannot say, oh, I'm going to end it in, you know, five arcs or three arcs or whatever. No, no problem. That's that's absolutely perfect. I was just curious because obviously, like, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh is very much like a, this is the story, you yeah. know, for us now. And I wasn't, I was just curious of like, is this going to be like a, this is the set story of the epics of Enkidu and maybe move into some other stuff or are you just going to take it as far as it can go and it sounds like a you know see see what legs Enkidu has on it how far you can uh, I'm, I'm sorry it's, uh... I'm sorry it's just um, um, aesthetic I cannot... can you can you ask me again I'm sorry <laughs> oh sorry um... uh, there's something wrong with the connection yeah oh <laughs> apologies sorry. apologies no worries but yeah i was just i was curious of like is this going to be a standalone or do you want to just see how far it can you know it can go and it sounds like you're looking to see like you know how strong well, it can stand gonna, on its own and and well, i'm maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going according to how well it's received you know yeah yeah uh, if i if i feel that people likes it like it so much and then they wanted to keep going. I'm gonna stretch it out a little. Um, I have to end it. I cannot keep stretching it forever. Yeah. If uh, somehow I started to feel they're losing, yeah, I'm definitely gonna end it. You know, I'm gonna reach to the end, and that's it. You know. So yeah, and of course I'm having different projects I'm gonna work on uh, in the future. I already planned uh, to release something along the epics of Inkidu, a different kind of story, which uh, I'm gonna not talk about it right now, but it's already been planned. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely, definitely don't want you giving away anything too soon for that. But that's, I mean, if the other stories keep going like this for Enkidu, I'm definitely interested in continuing to pick yeah. it up and continuing well, to gonna see be, gonna keep going. to see where the story going. goes. It's like you know, so I'll definitely be checking it out because it sounds like it's a really interesting um, place well, to go. As, as long as you two interesting, I'm gonna keep fighting for you guys. Well, yeah, especially with what you revealed about like how he came to be. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like it, like nice. you've set up this story now. Like I, I need to see how we get there. I'm, I'm definitely need to check it out. So it's absolutely awesome. Um, it sounds like an absolutely amazing story. And yeah, it's something I would definitely love to bring you back on the show at another point and delve into when we have more story behind it. Like after the first couple of arcs, or if we start getting spin-offs and to talk and delve more into it. Obviously, you know, I don't want to push too hard with it being issue one. Um. But one thing I really noticed um, from at least the issue that was sent to me, um, I don't know if it's like that in the releases, but there's definitely a lot of like almost like spreads in the middle talking about autism yeah. awareness um, and how close it is to your heart. And 
Um, you know, and you already mentioned that your nephew is the one with autism, and he was like your inspiration for kind of doing a comic and delving into something that you weren't necessarily familiar with. Um, so obviously you're kind of hoping that this comic is going to help raise awareness. It's going to help kind of bring a bit more awareness to autism. And um, what would you like to see come out of it on that side? Like, what would you like to see the ethics of Enki do accomplish in terms of autism awareness? Yes, I mean, as I said, it's something that's very close to my heart, the autism awareness, you know, having found out my son was autistic, and and that is a very interesting thing, because especially, like, you know, we're coming from a perspective of comic book fans, we're coming from a perspective of, you know, geeks, freaks, and weirdos of the world that are... <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you know, that we're we're not the, the accepted people, we're the people in the, you know, the dark corner of schools where, you know, we're not really looked at and talked to or interacted with, and it's very much a case of there's always been people in society like that, there's always been people pushed to the side, but something I'm really learning about autism is it's, they are the different, unique people that are very different from the world around them the difference is like we're you know 
normal everyday people can be almost like browbeaten into behaving in a certain way and you learn like oh I have to behave like this this is just the way the world works they don't they can't it's impossible for them to you know they can learn to function around people who are neurotypical Mm-hmm. but they are the way they are and they yeah. function the way they function and it's not even a case of like they choose to not behave like everyone else like they literally can't yeah you know my son has a very specific way of doing things and for a lot of the stuff he cannot do it another way he cannot be different from who he is and yeah and it's absolutely up to us and the rest of society to kind of be aware of that mm-hmm. and not just with people who are autistic but with everyone the fact of like we're different yeah and that's okay we come from things at a different way and instead of ridiculing each other we need to be more accepting and open to it yeah i i think society as a whole myself included like so i have a family member that's autistic as well um and like i think there's a lot of misunderstanding about it and i think people see it as almost like a defect like there's something wrong with that with that person yeah. like that we need to like we need to kind of intervene and we need to fix something because something's broken yeah. whereas the, the way that I like the way that you portrayed it uh, Ahmed in the story um, it's almost like a, he almost like has like a superpower just yeah. because he, yeah. he approaches situations differently um, yeah. I thought that was really cool and like the more that I learn about autism and the more I interact with people who are autistic I said artistic, autistic. Um, the more I realize, like every, yeah, every one of them is, they're completely different. Like you can't, it's not a like a, a umbrella autistic. Like everyone who's under that umbrella is, is is a, is an individual, and they display things or they look at things in individual different ways. Definitely, yeah. yeah actually, in the epics of Pikachu, I didn't want just his mythical strength to be his superpower actually i wanted his autistic mind to be his superpower you know so it's something i want to put here yeah, in the in the comic you know so it, how he looks at the world how he analyzes it how he you know uh sees things differently is what makes him you know uh you know his superpower his you know and uh, uh, the extra thing you know that the superhero has you know like superman he has his bulletproof thing skin or whatever so yeah. many heroes that have that but he's had the laser eyes and the flying you know that other things that distinguish him being autism for Enkidu is what distinguishes him uh, from other heroes is he bulletproof we're gonna find out in the next issue <laughs> <laughs> tune in for the next issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> The, absolutely and I think that's an amazing thing to get across as well because like, yeah you could have absolutely focused on Enkidu himself and the fact of like oh yeah well this guy had like super strength or whatever and had this element to him but there's so much of a a difference in his mind which is beautiful like I mean and it's truth like I've seen it I've seen it in my own son you know like my son was very non-verbal to begin with he was very not you know he didn't speak and respond and we tried to get him to interact in certain ways and he couldn't you know and it's like even trying to teach him numbers and then all of a sudden one day he counted from one to ten you know and wow. just just out of nowhere like we literally were talking and he just went one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 
<laughs> and I, I literally turned yeah, to and I turned to my wife and I'm like, did you did you teach him that? Did you help him? She went, no. Did you? Like, no. I like. He just picked it up just out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I mean, like, same even with our front doors. Like, you know, my son never like. You know how you see kids attempting stuff and they don't quite get it, and you see them trying stuff. My son opened the front door and ran outside and took <laughs> off. He'd, he'd never shown interest in the front door, never shown interest in the locks, never shown interest in how they worked or anything like that. And then one day my wife shouts up to me, I'm, I'm up here at work in my office because I work from home here. Um, and she says, look, that is like, like he's taken off. What do you mean he's taken off? Like, like he just opened the front door and ran. So like, we had to get special locks put high up on the door that he can't reach and because like he just opened the door and ran and I'm like Jeez. the way his mind just worked this stuff out and I'm like like we often say it like you know I can I've, I've managed to like child proof my home but I didn't Matthew proof it <laughs> because my son's mind just works in such a way like you will find stuff in your house that is a problem and that is dangerous that you would never have considered when you have an autistic kid <laughs> yeah just because of what he's capable of and like you hear is okay but yeah like there's just yeah now i'm here yeah hey, okay okay awesome but yeah it's like it's yeah, sorry, I, I, no no it's absolutely fine i just want to make sure you can hear us but i love the way you portrayed that with the epics of enkidu though and like his mind and the way he processes it. like one of the first things that clicked to me of like that is like okay we're starting to really see autistic is like even in the first um uh, the first like few shots the first pages when he's on the train you see him just sitting on the train, just, you know, looking around, whatever, it's just a normal guy. And the train announcer's, like, talking over the top. Our next stop is, like, such and such stop, and, you know, and hope you have a great day. Thank you. And he literally responds, you're welcome, to, like, the yeah. overhead, like, tannoy. And I'm like, yeah, that's it, because it's a learned behavior. You learn when someone says thank you to you, you say you're welcome. It's, it's a learned behavior that when autistic kids are growing up, they're taught over and over again. You say you're welcome. That's the social response yeah and i like yeah. and it doesn't register like a difference of like if the overhead speaker says it or someone says it to their face it's like that's the response you give and like the moment that you did that was like for me anyway that was the first moment of like okay we're going to see some interesting things here from autism yeah. represented that that the normal everyday person just wouldn't think is a thing you know like that was something that really stood out to me of like that okay this this guy gets it this guy like is is going to put in actual autistic traits you know and it's like it seems so simple and so you know small but like it was one of the first things that made me go yeah this is this is going to be an interesting read um yeah i thought only people who have direct contact or even indirect contact to autism would realize that uh, mm. my place is in the in the beginning just before i explained with the you know caption that uh so you would understand that he has autism you know and actually my nephew used to do that. he gives any announcement or someone says uh, thank you or hello he responds even if it's in tv or whatever so um i got that from him and uh, actually he was like your kid he, he wasn't verbal he never talked and i remember the first time he talked was with me you know like when he wants something he, he doesn't he just you know holds your hand takes you somewhere and waits Wait, he doesn't point, he doesn't do it. He, he waits for you to realize what he wants. And uh, the first time he communicated with me, 
telling me what he wants actually is after I took him to uh, this movie Zootopia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which he really loved, you know, he really loves Zootopia. And uh, one time he took me again from my hand and I followed him, you know, like usual. And I stood and he, he stood and there was some kind of a chocolate chocolate on, on the top uh, shelf and he looked <coughs> at it and he was like, I want Jumbo Pop, you know, because <laughs> I want Jumbo Pop. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so shocking. He sometimes, you know, uh, surprises me, you know, with his replies, with his comments, and uh, he's he turned nine, you know, and uh, he started to have this sense of humor, which I really like, you know, uh, like when when he, you know, try to like pretend to be stingy you know like try to pretend to offer food for me and then when i want to take it he runs away <laughs> 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 i like that one <laughs> yeah he's, he's uh yeah i enjoy <coughs> every moment with him and he's actually my muse to the comp for the comic you know so <laughs> that's awesome that's, awesome. that's, that's superb to hear and it's and I can't wait to see how he's your muse in future issues and what other stuff we kind of see and um, portrayed like that but that is absolutely awesome um, but yeah thank you so much for coming on today and just talking about this I mean it's been an absolute pleasure delving yeah, into this pleasure. Yeah. Um, pleasure I don't think I had any other questions in my side I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to ask Nitro before no, we kind of start it, wrapping man. up I just wanted to say it was really cool getting to meet yeah. you and getting to read this first issue yeah, and is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, Ahmed? Any other stuff you wanted to say about the comic, about what's coming up, or um, to our listeners today, anything you wanted to put out there? Well, um, I wouldn't say there's any specific thing I would say. Uh, I just hope everyone who picks the comic will enjoy it, like you did, guys. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish to keep writing this comic, and as long as more people like it, I'm going to keep pushing it. So that's the that's all i could say and i would say like to say thank you for having me it's really a pleasure yeah thank, thank you. you thank you for coming on the show and thank you for taking the time i know you know we've been talking on you know on social media for a little bit and you're a hard man to kind of pin down to get on the show so thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to just come and talk to us about the epics of enkidu and yes you know it's definitely a series i'm i'm definitely going to keep checking out and i definitely want to see the next issues and what's to come um and and you'll have uh, comics across his love and support behind the comic as well when the other issues come out we'll definitely help in the promotion of that as well and yes post yes, that on definitely. our social media and stuff thank you thank you so much i really appreciate that, really appreciate that. thank you so much uh, for anyone who is in chat i'm now just going to post i have some links here for um social media if i can type the right word i think it's social there we go uh, for the Epics of Enkidu, the social media pages where you can keep up to date with all the stuff that's going on with Epics of Enkidu on Twitter, on Instagram, and there's a Facebook group as well. Um, and then also as well, if you do want to pick it up for yourself, and there once again are the links on Comixology, and Amazon Kindle, and Comic Cause because um all digital at the moment. So go ahead, check it out there. It's only a couple of bucks. It's well worth checking out and getting into the series. Um, and also helping support an amazing creator with an amazing cause um, for pushing 
uh, autism awareness again something that's very close to our heart and uh, something that we're going to be doing ourselves when it comes to our one year anniversary stream that we do we're going to be starting to raise some funds for autism awareness during that as well and um, so it's something very close to our heart and we definitely want to support Thank you Thanks, Ahmed. so much, Ahmed. Absolutely appreciate it. Um, we are going to wrap up our show here. Um, I don't know if you had to rush off, Ahmed, or if you want to just hang out while we kind of like just do our little wrap-up, or we're going to just raid another channel on Twitch and stuff. Um, if you have to rush off, by all means, you definitely can, but it's just going to take us a minute or two. Oh, sure, no, I'll, I'll stick on for the wrap-up. Well, let me see who is live and who we can go in raid and just show a little bit of love to him on Twitch. I think Theologan was on. We can definitely go and show him some love probably. Yeah, let's go raid Theologan because it's rare for him to even be on these days. So. Alright guys, we're going to go raid um, Theologan um, and drop him some love. So if you're in the chat, hang out with us as we head over there. Show him some love, drop him some follows. Um, go and check out all the links that we've put in chat to go and pick up your own copy. Uh, yep, shout out to the Infinity Bros popping in the chat there. Glad you could make it in and be part of it for our special Friday stream. Uh, we are going to be back this Sunday at our usual time at 2 o'clock Eastern as we talk to... Um, Brandon Hollingsworth from Brainy Pixel about some of his upcoming stuff um, so that's going to be our next big one this Sunday then Monday night at 10.30 Eastern I'm going to be continuing my playthrough of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and um, for Monday night crossplay so make sure you come and hang out with me then keep me company as I continually die to things that I shouldn't be dying <laughs> to in video games <laughs> Um, also, massive shout out to um, Gamergrind Co, the sponsor of the podcast, who I've been, you know, drinking throughout the show today. Um, if you want to go ahead and get some amazing coffee, then you can click on their link and check it out, and use Comics in the Cross at checkout to save five percent. Um, if you missed any of this episode, it will be getting uploaded onto our YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe there if you want to catch up on this again or see any of our archive issues um, and also remember to follow us as well on our different social medias and join us on discord where we keep the conversations going so guys that's pretty much it from us today we are going to head over raid theologian stick around show him some love he's a cool dude i think he's playing destiny 2 right now and um, it's a favorite of ours as well so let's go and show him some love take care and have an absolutely amazing day guys See excelsior guys.